Hello there and welcome to Newsmakers on CHCH Podcasts. I'm your host, Louis Butko, and on today's show, I'll be bringing you my full conversation from earlier this week with Hamilton Police Chief Frank Bergen. Chief Bergen was appointed as the 36th Hamilton Police Chief back in May 2021 after serving three years as Deputy Chief and before that spent 36 years with the Toronto Police Services. Bergen joined us in studio for a conversation on the police budget after the Police Services Board voted to move forward with a 2024 budget of more than $213 million, a nearly $20 million increase from last year. Now, the budget still has to get approval from City Council, but Bergen spoke on the budget. But we also went a little deeper into other topics, including the crime rate in Hamilton, including the rise in the youth crime rate, use of the mobile crisis rapid response team, mental health supports for frontline officers, and more. But as mentioned, we started our conversation about the police budget and asked what is contained in this year's budget. This budget ask is, is unique from what we've done in the past, and, and I'm quite comfortable saying it's a maintenance budget that is looking after the responsibility of delivering public safety to our community. Um, I'm tasked with that, uh, adequate and effective policing in, in the Police Services Act. This budget, before I even op- opened the books for 2024, was at 5.92. So um, looking at what are the other pressures moving on that, we've landed at 6.88%. Okay. Now... You mentioned this is a maintenance budget. What, what does that mean? The maintenance budget, um, Louis, as, as we've talked about this before, um, we are a people business in the sense of my employee costs sit at, uh, they're at 90.3% of my budget. So my employment costs are affected by collective agreements. Collective agreements that look at benefits, look at merit pay, at frontline um, supplements for priority response, um, as well as some other adjustments that are in there. So those pressures, including how we've expanded over the last couple years in our human capital plan, um, and that was over a 10-year plan, adding 13 officers each year. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the impacts that you already have on how are you going to pay uh, to service our community. You mentioned the, the, the 10-year capital plan. Uh, some of the, the asks in that, a sonar radar equipped boat, a 16 escort van. I mean, some of these, the armored vehicle, you said that's end of life. Are, are there items like that in this budget here? Uh, that, again, is something that is separate and distinct of what okay. I have gone forward. As we are asked and we work with our city, um, Hamilton Police for many years uh, uh, are, are doing a multi-year budget projections. We are expected to do a 10-year capital ask and in that capital ask is again what are the pressures and again what is the end of life on a on a on a marine vessel as you've mentioned mm-hmm. um, the other thing though I, w- I want to be clear is that uh, last year two years ago in fact uh, we introduced what was the 10-year human capital plan and and how we had presented our board and our deliberations with our board and ultimately to the GIC was to actually understand that the significance of the economic growth and, and how our, our community is alive. There are so many amazing things here going. So we had projected a, a line with the city as they talked about growth projections up to and including 2050. Uh, we started saying, okay, how are you going to police that? How are you going to expand your ability to service our community? Now, in 2019, uh, the Ontario government passed the Community Safety and Policing Act, which goes into effect actually this coming April. What sort of impact does that have on the budget? There, there are a lot of nuanced changes that 
are going to happen in the CSPA. Um, I am in a role currently with the Ontario Association Chiefs of Police, so we are working with our partners and the government on that. Um, right now, there are going to be legislative changes with respect to officer safety and how we are going to then have to equip our officers to deal with some expanded um, challenges within our community and, and at large. Um, there are other things that are the nuanced changes of a hearing officer. There is different things about training uh, regulations that are going to be put in place. Uh, there's also different understanding about rank and, and distribution of how they belong to a member of an organization or have to sit outside of collective agreement, as well as there's changes within how we have a relationship with our police services board. Uh, let's get back to this year's budget. Now, what could be cut if it was absolutely necessary? We knew last year's budget came down. Again, there was an ask that was just about 6.9%. believe it came down to 5.88% uh, by the end. But what would be cut if absolutely necessary? Louis, I'm, I'm not even at that point of, of even looking at what I have uh, in excess. As I'd mentioned, my core service delivery is at 5.92. So that 6.88 growth um, is with respect to us also fulfilling the board strategic plan. The board strategic plan for 2023 to 2026 is about community safety. It's about collaborative engagement. It's about culture and capacity. Uh, trusting change and core service delivery. On top of that, I have legislative requirements, as we said, and those are going to be borne out in the CSPCA. We have technology changes. Our, 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 I would think as we're running our households, as I'm running my business, um, the cost of technology is ever a uh, pressure on my organization, um, as well as we have City of Hamilton cost allocations. So right now I'm not in a position, nor has my board asked me to make any cuts to that number. Um, what would your message be to Hamiltonians who think that police might already take up too much of the budget and that there should actually be cuts to how much HPS receives? Yeah, in the last um, few years and certainly during my tenure as chief of police, um, I've heard loud and clear and, and coming out of the question about legitimacy of policing uh, was the word defund. And, and what we've been able to do and, and what I believe has been very successful, and it's also within collaborative engagement of our strategic plan, is, is in fact looking at how you can better suit a partner and a partnership to deliver policing. In many cases, we have been the default service provider. We have no one else to call, we're 24-7, and we're gonna have the police do it. One great example of that, and, and where it actually is now bearing proper fruit for our community, is in fact that of all of our comparators, our crime severity index, in fact, is the only one that's starting to arch down. We can't be comfortable with that, but understanding we can be comfortable with, the fact is we have been actually able to not always be the default service provider. We move into what is risk intervention and prevention. And the example of that is the rapid intervention um, support team and how we brought community partners, eight community partners that every morning sit with our policing um, team for our crisis intervention and they start looking at client support and in many cases you can divert that client support to an agency that's better suited to look after their needs. Now you mentioned that the, the mobile crisis rapid response team, you mentioned the partnerships, of course St. Joe's, the, the health organizations, great partners there, um, but 
The Hamilton Police Association, the president last month, called for more support for mental health of frontline officers. So what sort of investments are made to address this issue? Yeah, Louis, and, and uh, we, 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 we believe we're talking the same language. We have to look at every opportunity to support our members. Um, we have uh, started a member wellness um, support team. We have a member um, resiliency team that's been put in place. Uh, we, are, we are working with the association. Um, I also had the board assist us in not only only the 10-year human capital plan, but the board also approved that I can backfill um, those officers that have been off more than 72 months on WSIB. And, and by backfilling them, I ended up getting three sergeants and 13 extra officers. I've assigned now a sergeant to assist with a constable to work with our members to support, um, bringing in whether it's again a support dog into the environment or just having that ability to expand um, a, a menu. In our collector agreement, we also changed our psychological services support um, from $5,000 to $20,000 as a benefit. So you're right, we have much work to still do, but we should also always look at member support as a platter. Mm -hmm. And we have to make sure that there are many things. One impact of our budget is an app an app that allows our members to have 24-7 access to be able to just say, how are you doing, and check in to make sure they're okay. What are some of the biggest issues your officers are facing? now like what, what are you what are you most concerned about when it some, comes to your office some of it is some of it is the challenge of the increased workloads over the last five years our, our um, call services are going up um, the reality is is we also have to manage that as we are responding and, and managing our calls for service we have to make sure that we have enough members coming to work and mm -hmm. we have that member support in order to do that um, policing all across the province if not all across North America uh, uh, is is challenge with the the robust frontline staffing model that we're trying to do so what we're able to do is introduce um, technology and alternative ways for us to service our communities many many needs complex needs uh, in this last calendar year um, almost 13,400 um, hours were taken off the board that represents 9.2 full-time employees and what we're able to do with that is that give a, a menu list or an opportunity for members to be online uh, members to be able to interact with our people with an alternate response not always having an officer respond utilizing civilianization and able to make sure that our product can also be agile and meet the needs of our community. You mentioned uh, it being a maintenance budget, 90% going towards your, your personnel. Is that going to continue? Will it always be a maintenance budget? Is this a particular certain year in which it, or is that 90% going to be... 90% for this year, next year, the years to come? Yeah, Louis, um, um, that's, that's a fair question because not every year will be as stable as that. There are going to be pressures. Um, the way we approach budgets in the last two years during my time with my command team is we had the foresight to see that, in fact, that we needed to maintain a cop-to-pop ratio in order mm -hmm. to creep, um, be able to increasing demand on our services. Um, over the last several years, um, we are not meeting the demand of the community. So we are, we are operating at about 66%, and I have to then fill that void uh, of where we are not meeting their needs in, in creative ways. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm not going to pretend that I know what next year's budget will be or those years that will follow on that, but I'm comfortable saying that uh, there is not a lot of fat on this um, hmm. on budget bone. People are concerned about gun crime. 
Um, what kind of resources are being put towards uh, fighting guns and getting guns off the street? Yeah, 2021 to 2022, um, absolutely, we saw that spike and we saw that um, record high number of homicides as well. Shootings are down currently from a year-to-year -year comparator. Um, victims are up. That's something we got to be mindful of. Um, what we saw in 2021 into 2022, we also saw a shift by 26% increase in youth crime. Um, during that calendar year, we were getting 13, 14, 15-year-olds with guns. Uh, we introduced uh, stopping targeting retaliations on neighborhood gangs, which is Project Strong, and we've maintained that philosophy, is that we will work within the local jurisdiction's neighborhoods on being able to better understand the movement of youth crime and, and the proliferation of how drugs and guns move through our community. And uh, we've been very successful in uh, being able to strategically mm. identify that. So the trend right now, as I said, with the person-on-person -person violent crime, crime severity index, is positive because it's going in the right direction. But we still, within the greater Toronto-Hamilton area, we still experience usually the second highest amount of violent crime within the community. You did bring up youth crime. And are we doing enough when it comes to resources in schools? I mean, I, I know Hamilton police have a great presence in, in high schools, but uh, what, what do you make of that? What, obviously, it's hard to explain something like that, the increase in youth crime, but as somebody who has officers in schools, what, what do you make of that? Coming out of the pandemic and when we saw the impact of the isolation, I think that actually affected a lot of those relationships and, and just being able to have an eye uh, on somebody's development. So we will continue to be supporting that. Um, you talked earlier about our, our commitment to mobile crisis rapid response, um, but that commitment also was found that we put a youth social navigator as well to deal with some of those challenges where you're not having regular contact with youth. So we must commit as a community to look after our youth um, and to make sure that we as a community are moving forward together. You mentioned the crime severity index. Uh, one of the um, other crimes that people seem to be getting um, are the, the break and enters, the, the stolen cars out of driveways. We've seen an increase in that, you know, in, in this neighborhood here where we're at right now. Um, what do you make of, of is, has there been an increase in break and enters and, and car thefts? And what do you make of that? The break and enters actually statistically are not as high as okay. they have been in the last few years. Um, commercial thefts, et cetera, were really bad in the pandemic because people weren't at hmm. their places of business. So that's stabilized. Um, we are not immune to what we're seeing within the uh, large catchment area of this province um, with respect to auto thefts and, and such. Um, technology and working with our partners, um, we've been very successful. Um, we've received grant funding from the province also to support that. And that's about, again, relationships and making sure that our relationship within our community, such as Halton, Brantford, and Niagara, is that we're talking and we're having a conversation about what is the movement of going on in crime. Crime knows no borders, and, and we're not immune to that. So what is happening in other jurisdictions comes through. We're part of that hub of, of, of the, uh, the Golden Horseshoe. Uh, we should celebrate that because that's got great opportunities for everybody in our city. But we also have to make sure we recognize that crime is transient in our area as well. And that was Hamilton Police Chief Frank Bergen as he joined me earlier this week. And one quick note, uh, in one of my questions there, you may have noticed I talked about high schools that have police officers in them. 
of course, here in Hamilton, the Catholic School Board does have uh, school police resource officers. Uh, the public school does not have police officers in school. So just a quick correction on that question to the chief. Uh, my thanks to him for joining me and my thanks to you as well. Make sure to like and subscribe to CHCH Podcast so you never miss an episode of Newsmakers or any of the other shows we have for you. Just search CHCH Podcast wherever you find your favorites or head over to chch.com slash podcasts. My thanks to Dwayne Worth for shooting today's episode and one more time thank you for listening from all of us here at CHCH. I'm Louis Butko. Hoping you have a great day.